So we're continuing in our series uh, on the Sermon on the Mount. And today's sermon uh, passage is, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, over the last month, month and a half, we've all begun the process of washing our hands on the regular. Not, not that we haven't been washing our hands on the regular, but it has become even more important for us to be washing our hands on the regular. We are making sure that we're doing it correctly. We are paying attention to, are we getting the backs of our hands? Are we getting between our fingers? Are we getting underneath our fingernails? We know that we need to be washing our hands for about 20 seconds or more, and so we have got songs that we sing in order to remind ourselves of that. Uh, we tell ourselves that that's just to help the children that are in our lives, but the reality is I need that as well. And so some of us sing happy birthday, some of us find other songs. If you're really um, uh, diligent, then you're singing Handel's Messiah, and so you're at the sink for a long, long time um, washing your hands. But the interesting thing about washing our hands is it does do something. I watched a video uh, of Alton Brown, who's a chef, who was talking about how it kind of emulsifies things, that soap and that water, and it lifts the viruses off of us, and then it washes them down into the sink away from us. But we've got to really get things going for that to happen. And in that, then, we get a concern that we think we're done, or, or, or maybe a, a false security that we've gotten things taken care of by just doing that. And maybe we become um, lax. When we hear blessed are the poor in, I mean, blessed are the pure in heart, our minds go to, well, what is purity? And we can think of washing our hands, that there's some action that we need to do to keep ourselves clean, that there's something that we need to be in the process of doing to make sure that we're pure. And so as we come to this beatitude, as we see what Jesus is saying, it's good for us to understand what he means by the word pure. But it's also good for us to know what he means by heart. We could think of it as just an internal thing, that of course our motivations need to be pure, that, our, that our, uh, uh, the way that we think uh, or the way that we feel about things need to be pure. But that's not just what it's about. However, Jesus later in the book of Matthew does let us know as he talks to the Pharisees and he says, you're like uh, bowls that are uh, clean on the outside, but you're dirty on the inside. It, you're, you're like tombs that are clean on the outside, but you're full of death on the inside. There's that sense that we can pretty ourselves up for those that are around us and we leave our insides just filthy. And Jesus is definitely saying, you need to be pure on the inside. Your heart, your, your motivations, your, your instincts, your thoughts, all of those things need to be pure. But also, when he says pure, it's not just about that. It's not just an external or an internal thing. Pure also is an understanding of singularness of being one. That idea that everything is towards a point. And so 
pure here means both our internal motivations, the things that are within us, the recognition that we must be clean both inside and out, that we just don't look clean, but that we actually are clean, that we don't just do right things, that we are being right on the inside, that we are full of truth and steadfast love, but also that we recognize who we are. This idea that there is singularness, that we're not double or triple or quadruple in our lives, meaning that I'm not one way with a certain group of people and another way with a certain group of people, and then when I'm by myself, I look completely different. That I, in fact, have an identity that is built into me by God that is to be the same with everybody that I encounter. That can be scary for some of us because if I'm a jerk in private and I decide to be a, a, as how I think I should be, then I might be a jerk to everyone that I meet. And that would not be fun, and particularly for the people that I encounter. But if we recognize what God has done in our lives and how he has created us and made us and built in us that we are singularly his that we have been made for his good pleasure, that he has empowered us to live lives as citizens of the kingdom, then when we begin to live in pureness, then we live as if we are his sons or daughters. And when we encounter everybody else, what they see and what they recognize is that we, in fact, are God's ambassadors, that we are bringing forth his kingdom here on earth. Well, so does that mean we just have to think about that emotionally since it's in the heart? Actually, when heart is used in Scripture, often and most often, it is meaning the whole and entirety of every bit of who we are. It is thought. It is action. It is emotion. It is spiritual. It is things unseen and things that are not seen. We are called to bring all of who we are to it. That's hard for us because it's easy for us to segregate our lives. It's easy for us to have little bits and pieces that we keep and we hold and we say, not yet. I don't want to have this kind of looked at. And we don't like to admit it to anybody, and particularly, oftentimes, even ourselves. There's those things that we know, this is causing me pain. This is leading me to bondage. This is causing separation in my relationships. This is hurting me being able to be completely given to God. Yet, I really like it. And I don't want to give it over. We, we segregate ourselves. That, that's the interesting thing about washing our hands. I almost feel like Peter, when Jesus is washing the, the disciples' feet at the Last Supper, and Peter looks at him and says, well, not just my feet, Lord, wash all of me. Look, if I'm just supposed to wash my hands every time I go in and out, maybe I need to be taking a shower every time I come in and out just to make sure everything gets cleaned off, right? To be pure is every bit of us. It's all of who we are. And we have to run after that. Not because we can do it on our own, but because we see God. So blessed 
are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Again, the beautifulness of the gospel is that it is a both and here. It is not a we will someday see God because we've been pure. Or if I get myself right, then I'll be able to get in the door and be able to see who God is. It's this, that in the process of being made pure, we are seeing God. And then we continue to see God. It is the now and the not yet, the both and the and. It is because I see God in all His glory and majesty that He is high and lifted up and beautiful beyond all description that I have the ability to move into the purity that He has poured out through Jesus for me that I'm able to run and step into it because I already see who He is. He is magnificent. And He calls me to be pure. And so in seeing God, then I get to see Him even more. Martin Lloyd-Jones, the pastor, as he was preaching on this passage, he says this about being pure in heart. He says, because the only way to have a pure heart is to realize that you have an impure heart and to mourn about it to such extent that you do that, and that alone can lead to the cleansing and purity. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are those who are pure, not merely on the surface, but in the center of their being at the source of every activity. It is as deep as that. Now that is the first thing. The gospel always emphasizes that it starts in the heart. We move to that place. So what does that look like for us? Well, the first thing that we have to do is we pursue purity in heart in recognizing that we're seeing God, it's moving us to purity, and then we'll continue to see God as we are pure in heart, is the first thing that we need to do is confess. We have to confess to the Father and we have to confess to one another that we're broken that we can't do it on our own, that we need help to be able to move forward, that we need Jesus to purify us, to make us whole. And so the first thing that we do is that we have to confess. The second thing that we need to do is we need to stop fooling ourselves to believe that our lives can be segregated into some box and another box and another box. That there's a sense that there's a sacred and a secular. That there's a place where I have my, I've made this pure and I'm going to make this pure and someday this might become pure. We have to recognize that we are pure in totality, already done by what Jesus has done. And in that, then we can begin to unpack those places of impurity in our hearts with boldness, breaking in, not doubting that there is forgiveness that comes, and so I don't have to walk in shame. So there is nothing about me that God doesn't know already. And since he knows everything about me, I can bring everything before him. And in bringing everything before him, I can look at it and go, ooh, yeah, that needs to be washed clean by the blood of Christ. That needs to be made pure. And so we do not walk as those who have fear of being found out because we have already been found out. We don't walk in fear of someone discovering something that we've done because we are quick to be the ones that say, I have done. We walk in a way that is pure when we don't think that we've 
can hide things. That there are parts of our lives that aren't impacted by our relationship with God. You see, when we're pure, we are singular, which means everything is impacted by our relationship with God. It all actually flows from that. So we confess We get rid of the false understanding that there are ways for us to segregate and separate our life and we begin to live whole in our relationships with him and with ourselves and with all others and even the place that we live. And then the third thing is this. We pursue holiness. We don't just sit on our laurels thinking I've been made pure So I don't have to worry about it anymore. No, in fact, we seek after that purity. We long to be as Christ-like as we can be in this world. We want people to encounter us to go, something is different and it smells so good. It is so sweet to hear. I want to know more about it. And so we begin to live our lives empowered by Holy Spirit as Christ lived his. So we seek after those who are hurting. We long to bring about joy to those who are in pain. We move to a place of reconciliation quickly in relationships. We live self-sacrificing love lives to all those that are around us so that they will know That's where purity is. And when we start to do that, we don't have to worry about the check marks anymore. We don't have to worry about those things that can make us impure because our eyes are no longer focused on not doing those things. Our eyes are focused on Jesus and being like him. And as we focus on being like Jesus, these things that can bring us down and make us impure, they become less and less and less appealing to us. Now the reality is they can creep back in because we're in the flesh, and when stress hits, or hard times, or you're in self-isolation, you can get really tempted, really easily, to do things that maybe you haven't done in years. And so the fourth thing for us in maintaining purity and pursuing purity is we do it together. The kingdom of God is not about separation. The kingdom of God is not about you being an individual. We're citizens, and to be a citizen, it's not a citizenship of one. It's a citizenship of the kingdom together, and so we do it together. We do it together. But how is that done, and why do we have the power to do it? It's through Jesus. Psalm 24 says this. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear, swear deceitfully. He will be a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God of his salvation. We know that that's Jesus. That he's the one who is our purity. And he empowers us to live that way as well. And in living that way, we see God. And because we see God, we can live that way. Let me pray. Father, we love you. 
we thank you for calling us to be pure and then making a way. When we're in isolation, when temptations come, keep us from them because we can run to each other. Let us know that there is no thing that is out of your view, not like a bad Santa Claus checking whether we're wrong or right, but that you are watching us because you love us and you don't want us to fall into bondage. You don't want us trapped in the mire. You bring us up to your holy hill through Christ to be pure with you. Let us see you high and lifted up in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.